0: Ah, 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 don't touch that dial. This is Blondie, you've got a date with me.
1: Before we join the Bumsteads of Shady Lane Avenue, let's gather around the bandstand for a curtain raiser from Tara Jones. Raise that curtain, Tara. Thank you, Tara! You know, folks, these days it's hard to find good, quality, affordable entertainment that the whole family will enjoy. Life goes by fast, and the money can roll out faster than life. Well, look no further, friends. Blondie is being produced and sponsored this week by your very own Watertown Players. The Watertown Players has been around for over 30 years producing well known quality entertainment at extremely affordable prices. You may have seen such wonders as 37 Postcards, The Odd Couple, A Family Reunion to Die For, Love, Sex and the IRS, and Aladdin Jr., just to name a few. The Watertown Players makes its home at 210 South Water Street in the market, right here in downtown Watertown. Stay tuned to hear about the next production in the works during our next commercial break. The Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. Here we go again. Over to the Bumsteads to visit Blondie and Dagwood. Tonight we find them out in that nice little kitchen where Blondie and Baby Dumpling are collaborating on the dishes. Dagwood enters and speaks.
4: Hey Blondie, where's Baby Dumpling?
0: He's helping Mommy. Isn't that nice? I've wiped most of the dishes,
3: Daddy.
4: That's fine, Baby. I noticed he ate all of his spinach for dinner, too. Spinach is very good for me. I've been telling you that for a long time. When did you decide it was so?
0: Baby is growing up and getting smarter every day.
4: I know, but... did you know he put away all his toys tonight without being told? He... he did? Uh Uh-huh. I went through his room and started to fall over that fire engine in the same place I
3: always do. And then I saw it wasn't there. My goodness. Did you put that away yourself, baby? Yes, mommy. So you wouldn't
0: have to stoop over and get all tired. Dag would. He, he washed his hands for dinner too.
4: I noticed he did. Washed the back of his ears too. I've known him to wipe his ears and neck with a clean towel but he's never washed behind them before. I mean... I
0: know. I'm worried, Dagwood. Stick out your tongue, baby. Is that polite, Mommy? I don't mean stick it out at anyone. Just let me see it. There it is, Mommy. No, it's not coated a bit. And his head doesn't feel hot. He doesn't look sick either, but what's come over him? Shall I get your slippers, Daddy? No, no
4: thanks, baby. Enough's enough.
0: I wonder if, listen, baby, is there anything special that you'd like us to do for you? Well, if somebody tells you I lost Elvin
3: Furrow's baseball, why well, I don't believe all you hear. Is that all? A
4: baseball? Well, even if you did lose it, baby, I guess your daddy could buy you a new one for such a good boy like you. Did you
3: lose it, baby? Well, is anything lost if you know where it is? Why, no. Well, then, I didn't because I know where it is. I don't get that exactly. Where is it, baby? Well, hmm... Mrs. McGillicuddy's got it.
4: That's the widow who lives back of us. Did the ball go over her fence,
0: baby? I think it did, Daddy. It was kind of headed that way. Why didn't you ask Mrs. McGillicuddy if you could look for it? I just didn't think I'd better, Daddy. Well, I'll
3: ask her. Gosh, it's no crime to lose a baseball. I guess you better not ask her, Daddy. I I guess I won't be playing baseball for a while
4: anyway. I'm not going to have my boy kept from playing ball on his own yard just because of a cranky neighbor. If she thinks
0: she- No, Dagwood. Something tells me we ought to look into this before we judge Mrs. McGillicuddy. I wonder who that is. I'll go see. I guess that's her. Good night, Mommy. You guess it's who? Where are you going?
3: Maybe it's Mrs. McGillicuddy. I don't want to be kept up late
0: by any company. Why, baby, you seem to be really afraid of Mrs. McGillicuddy. She can't hurt you.
2: Blondie!
0: Hmm, trouble. Come, baby. I'd rather go to bed. No, sir. You come in here with me until I find out what this is all about.
4: Listen, Blondie, this is Mrs. McGillicuddy. And she claims...
5: I'll speak for myself, thank you, Mr. Bumstead. Not that I want no trouble of no kind with nobody. But right is right, as I always
0: say. So do we, Mrs. McGillicuddy. Won't you sit down?
5: I don't know as I will. And I don't know but what I will. It depends on what you're going to do about it. Do about what? Ain't that boy of yours told you? He broke my window with a baseball.
2: Oh.
0: Oh, so that was it?
5: It certainly was. And if you don't believe me, here's the ball to prove it.
0: Now, there's no cause to be upset, Mrs. McGillicuddy. If Baby Dumpling broke the window, we'll be glad to pay for it, won't we, Dagwood? I don't know how glad we'll be.
4: There's
5: no use your standing there saying, if he broke it. I seen him break it.
4: She did
3: not. Shh, baby. Did you break it, baby? Tell Daddy the
0: truth. Well. I'm not sure, Daddy.
5: He's lying through his teeth.
0: I am not. Now, I think we'll all get along better if we go at this right. Tell Daddy and Mommy just what happened, baby. Everything, mind. Everything? Well, okay.
3: Alvin Fuddle came over with a baseball. And he said to me, I'm a pitcher, and I could strike you out in three strikes. That made me mad. I don't
0: blame you. Quiet, Dagwood. Like father, like son. No respect for others' rights. Now please, Mrs. McGillicuddy. And you, baby, come to the point. You said to tell you everything, Mommy. Well, go on and tell it. Where was I? You were mad. Yes, I was
3: mad at Elvin. So, when he threw the ball, when I closed
0: my eyes and swang. No, dear, you mean swinged, uh, Er. Swung.
3: Yeah. Then what? He broke my new window. That's what? Is that how it was, baby? Well, I'm not sure. But all I know is Alvin must have thrown that ball right up against my bed. Because anyway, the ball kind of bounced over her fence, and we heard kind of like some glass falling. And then Alvin and I went home right away. I guess that's plain enough, ain't it? Now, all I ask is, how would
5: you like it if I was to stand over in my yard and deliberately bat balls through your windows?
0: Oh, I don't think it was deliberate, Mrs. I don't think you could bat
4: a ball that far. That's a long way over there. Come on, baby. I want you to show Daddy just where you were standing when you hit that ball.
3: Okay, Daddy. Hey, Mommy, when you pay for that window, get Alvin's ball back for him.
5: Well, you're almighty cool about this, I must say.
0: I'm awful sorry it happened. But after all, we can have the window fixed, and... And what about my father, I'd like to know? Your father? I don't understand.
5: That was his special window, where he sat in the sun. He's an old man, my father is. And how would you feel, I'd like to know, if you heard his window smash, and you rushed in and seen him with his beard all full of glass
0: and all blood. Oh, my. Was your father hurt?
5: Well, no, he, he wasn't. And the only reason he wasn't, he wasn't sitting there that day. Well, thank goodness for that. But he would have been sitting there if it wasn't he was left to the hot springs for his regular treatment. Every month he goes to that springs and never mind the expense.
0: Speaking of expense, how much will the window be, Mrs. McGillicuddy?
5: Well. It was bigger than most windows and made entirely of alpha-infra. What was that? Are you deaf? I said it was ultra-alpha-infra glass. It's something special the way it acts when the sun comes through. All I know is it costs like anything.
0: I see. Well, what did it cost, Mrs. McGillicuddy?
5: Well, let's see. The man who put it in made two trips, and that was extra... Now what with that putty, and the labor, and the extra size of that special glass?
4: There's the figures, Fuddle. You can see for yourself. Hmm. Allowing for windage,
6: that would make it 185 feet. Well... As the hen
4: said, as she looked at the football, not bad. (laughs) Not bad? Why, just imagine a little feather like Baby Dumplin batting at a ball that far. Look, here's the distance marked against his age, weight and height as he is today. Now that shows that when he's 18 and six feet tall, he'll be able to knock a ball three times that far. By the time he's 20, he'll be in the big league and he'll be knocking the old pellet an average distance of 1,600 feet, which would give him four home runs every time at
6: bat now. I suppose when he's 80, he'll be 20 feet tall and they'll have to have two parks for him to play in. Say, when his team goes on tour, they'll leave him at home
4: and he'll score in the other team's hometown. (laughs) You can kid all you want to, but wait till the sporting editors hear about this. Well...
6: When you write the papers, be sure you spell my little Alvin's name right.
4: Well, sure, but I don't know as Alvin will be mentioned. It was Baby Dumplin' that hit the ball, you know. Hit whose ball? Alvin's. And who threw the ball? Alvin
6: did. All Baby Dumpling did was to bunt.
4: Bunt? 185 feet?
6: It was Alvin's pitching that did the trick. Your boy admits he threw it right
4: up against his bat. With such baby force. Baby that... Dumpling was a kind of alibi and on account of the window. Eh? What window? The window that was broken by the ball. So, Baby Dumpling broke a window? Well, the baseball did. But since you say it was Alvin's ball, and Alvin was pitching. Just
6: a moment, Bumstead. Who
4: had the bat? My boy had the bat, but your boy. I'm
6: sorry to see this, Bumstead. That's not the spirit that wins. Are you actually trying to drag my little Alvin into this
4: scrape? No, no, Fuddle. I don't want any kind of trouble with anybody. Why, all I can think of is my boy going to be another DiMaggio. Only ever even more so. Gosh, I've got to tell Blondie about this. Oh, Blondie! So, from now on, Blondie, I guess we'll have to stop calling him Baby Dumpling. DiMaggio Dumpling will do till the fans pick their own nickname.
0: Well, ask DiMaggio Dumpling if his pig bank is full of pennies. Because we're likely to need the money to cover the Ultra Alpha Infra Window. Well, I'll tell you what kind of window? It's something pretty special, Dagwood. It costs $135 because it does things to sunshine.
4: Gosh! Does something to pocketbooks, too. Mrs. McGillicuddy will have to wait a while on that, I guess. I'll need that money for the World Series. Now, Dagwood, you can't go to the World Series. I've got to go, Blondie. Baby, I I mean, DiMaggio Dumpling can't go alone. Say, wait a minute. What, Dagwood? I've got it. I mean, I know a way I can take DiMaggio Dumpling to the World Series and have enough left for that window.
0: Well... I'm listening. Sudsy foam. What in the world is that?
4: Toothpaste.
0: (sighs) let's take this slowly now, Dagwood. Just how is toothpaste going to get you to the World Series? You haven't been listening to the Silver Saddle Sam lately, have you? No, I gave up listening to that the night Silver Saddle Sam found that Black Edgar had poisoned his canned tuna fish that broke my spirit
4: well if you had been listening you'd know that Silver Saddle Sam is advertising Suddy foam toothpaste and they have a contest on oh cash prizes better than cash first prize is a pair of tickets to the world series and all expenses paid see and I can take enough out of the expense money to pay for the window and still see the series if you win What do
0: you have to do, Dagwood?
4: It's simple. The man says so. All you have to do is write a slogan of 25 words or less telling why you use sudsy foam.
0: But we don't use it, Dagwood. We will from now on.
4: Listen, Blondie, how's this? Sudsy foam for farm or home Squeeze some on your toothbrush and squint at the difference. That doesn't rhyme, dear. It isn't supposed to. That's what's catchy about it. But here's one that does. Uh, if teeth a sight is black as night, use scentsy foam toothpaste and see how white.
0: Why, that's fine, dear. Let's see. That's the thirteenth.
4: Thirteenth? Gosh, I'd better do another. Foam, roam, home. Dome poem, er, poem, poem. I'm not much at writing a poem, but I
0: sure love my sudsy foam. Dagwood. oh uh, uh, what, what? I'm, I'm busy, dear. Why do you have to buy a whole carton of toothpaste just to send the top with every slogan, Dagwood? That's to show you're sincere. Oh. Now let's see. Mommy, yes, baby. Uh. DiMaggio, I mean. What is it, dear? I'm getting ready for bed. So early? He's in training, Blondie. Yeah,
3: and I want to brush my teeth. Well, why don't you? I can't find my old toothpaste. Use sensi Foam. I don't like it much. That
4: has nothing to do with it. We've got to use it up.
0: All of it? Yes, dear. From now on, I guess we won't ever use anything else. The bathroom cupboard is full of it. If I use it, can I
3: write the slogan, Daddy?
4: Sure, sure. Here,
3: take this blank. Thanks. Good night, Daddy. Good night, Mommy. Good night,
0: Good night, DiMaggio.
4: Now, let's see. Oh, gosh. There's Fuddle again, just when I was getting a good one.
6: Hello, Bumstead. I saw you burning the midnight oil, so I figured it was oil right to slip in. (laughs) Oh, I just can't help it. That's the way my mind works.
0: Maybe Mr. Fuddle could help you, Dagwood. Well,
6: sure I could. What with?
0: Well, I wouldn't tell everyone
4: this, Fuddle. But I'm kind of out to win a slogan contest.
6: My poor boy. Don't waste your time. That's amateur stuff. You never see professional slogan men like me fooling with that. Gosh, a professional, huh? All phonies.
0: Why, Mr. Fuddle.
6: Oh yes. I suppose if I went into that contest, I'd win it. But the only prize we could use would be the pearly whirly washer.
0: Oh, you have been listening to the announcements. Oh, in
6: one ear and out the other. As the nearsighted man said when he ate the watermelon. <laughs> uh going to listen to Silver Saddle Sam tonight? My radio is on the fritz, you know, and... uh...
0: No, ours isn't working either.
6: Oh, well, guess I'll toddle along home then. No place like home when all the other joints are closed. (laughs) Well, Bumstead, keep at it. If to the World Series you want to roam, just think of a slogan for sudsy foam.
0: Don't tell me he isn't interested in that contest too, Dagwood. Oh, gosh. Blondie. Why, he's our neighbor. He wouldn't go
4: in against me. Uh, would he? Maybe. Maybe I'd better write more slogans. Buy more toothpaste. They might figure I deserve first prize if I bought the most toothpaste.
0: Well, you've bought enough. Goodness
4: knows. Yeah, but I wish I hadn't wasted that one blank on baby DiMaggio dumpling. I'll tell you. I'll buy just one more carton to make up for that. I'll phone the corner drugstore
0: now. Oh, Dagwood, we've got 13 cartons now. Olympia 3204. That makes 156 tubes, Dagwood. Yeah, but this one might be just the winner. Uh,
4: hello? Dilly's Drugstore? Hey, Mr. Dilly, this is Bumstead again. Yeah. Say, I'm going to need another carton of that sudsy foam. Could just... What? What? All out of it? This is the last night of the contest, and I want to send in another slogan. What? Just sold the last six cartons? Gosh, who to? What? core Fuddle? Oh! Gosh, Blondie, he is in it. And he's a professional. That wolf in wool clothing? Now, Dagwood, don't you care? Taking the bread knight out of our house is what he's doing. He listened to the rules on our radio and then goes behind my back and tries to win with our boys' future at stake. It's, it's sabotage. That's what it is. Sabotage.
1: This episode of Blondie is being produced and sponsored by the Watertown Players. The holiday season is just around the corner and we'll be here before you know it the Watertown Players have two great ways to celebrate. First, in November, The Wizard of Oz Christmas, our annual Christmas play presented at the Octagon House Museum located at 919 Charles Street here in Watertown. Then in December, the Watertown Players Youth Theater will be presenting Elf the Musical Junior in pre-recorded virtual form. This hilarious fish-out-of-water comedy Follows Buddy the Elf in his quest to find his true identity and to help all those around him remember the true meaning of Christmas. Elf the Musical Jr. will be released on December 11th to the world. For further information on the Watertown Players, please follow the group on Facebook. The Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. And now we return you to the Bumsteads and find them in front of the radio, anxiously waiting to hear the final results of that contest.
4: Sudsy Foam toothpaste is a honey. You're sure to get lots of it for your money. I think that was it.
0: Was what, Dagwood? The one I threw out to
4: let Baby Dumpling send his in. Gosh, the more I think of it, the more I think that that one would have won.
0: Now, Dagwood, don't be so nervous. Isn't it time for the program? Yeah,
4: sure. I've got it turned on now.
0: Then why don't we hear something?
4: Eh? Oh, oh, we will in a minute. Got to warm up. You know, let's see. For teeth as bright as any pearls, you'd sudsy foam and win the girls. I don't see how the judges could pass that one up. Do you? Oh, gosh. I'll
0: peek out and see who that is.
4: No matter who it is, don't let them in. I don't want to have to listen to a lot of talk when they're announcing the winners.
0: Oh, it's Hazel Fuddle.
4: Uh Uh-huh. Fuddle don't dare come over himself, so he sends her to spy on us.
0: Tell her we're not in. Now, Dagwood, how can I go to the door myself and say we're not in? She knows we are. Hello, Hazel. Women, they beat me. They can smile and pretend nothing is wrong.
7: Good evening, neighbors. I hope you don't mind my dropping in like this. The fact is, our radio isn't working, and- huh? What's that, Dagwood?
4: I suppose you want to listen to our radio and hear who won the Pearly Whirly Washer.
7: Well, yes. Poor Farquhar is so excited. Why didn't he come over, too? He feels rather hurt because you've tried to take his prize away from him, Dagwood. Me?
4: Away from him?
7: Why? But what I say is that no one one knows ever wins these things. It's always Mrs. Jones of Sioux City or something.
0: Goodness, Dagwood, hasn't that radio warmed up yet? The program must be almost over.
4: Gosh, that's right. Hey, this thing isn't working at all.
7: That's mighty funny. Don't tell me we're not going to hear the news. Oh, dear. I told Farquhar we shouldn't depend on a cracker box like that.
4: Listen, Mrs. Fuddle, this is a good radio, or was until the last time your husband monkeyed with it. My husband? You surely
7: don't mean to insinuate that Farquhar did anything to, uh, damage that machine. Why, he's an expert on radio repair. Shall I call him to help
4: you? No, thank you. If he can fix it, I can. Blondie? Yes, dear? Get my tool kit, will you? Maybe Mr. Fuddle could help, Dagwood. If he's so good, why doesn't he fix his own machine and not have to send his wife around listening to ours? Well, I'm not sure I can stay here and listen
0: to such remarks. Please, Hazel, whatever your husband has done, we don't hold it against you. Blondie, it's getting later and later. We'll miss the winner's names.
7: Get my tools. Such excitement, my dear. Mark my words, no one we know will win. These contests are all fixed. If
4: someone I know does win with one of his bum jokes, then I know it's fixed.
7: I take that remark from whence it comes, Mr. Bumstead.
4: Look, Blondie, please get my tools. The program must be almost over. Why don't you go and get your tools? I'm busy here. I might get it fixed without tools if I keep trying.
0: Where are your tools, dear?
4: Down in the cellar, I think. Or out in the garage? Hurry up, Blondie. Don't stand there looking at the
0: floor. I'm looking at the baseboard, dear. Uh, Shouldn't that little thingamajig be in the what's-its? Eh? The, you know, plug. Shouldn't that be in the socket to make it work?
4: The floor plug, sure. but. Hey, who took that out?
0: How do you expect it to work without any electricity? I don't. There, I've pushed it into its place. Now, let's see. It's warming up. I can hear it. Takes a woman, after all, to solve
7: our
4: troubles. Quiet, I hear a voice coming in.
8: Gosh, I hope we're in time. Sudsy foam squeeze a ribbon toothpaste contest. Of course, not everyone could win a prize. But one can always try again, can't one?
0: No. Once is enough for us. Shh.
8: shh. Now, here is the winner of the third prize.
0: Third prize? You dope.
7: Have we missed the first two? Shh. Please be quiet, Mr. Bumstead. We want to hear this.
4: You, you, You want to. Dagwood.
8: Third prize, a perfectly grand electric toaster, Mr. Alfred Gum. Of burlap mane. A toast to you, Mr. Gum. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha.
4: You remind me of Fuddle. Tagwood.
8: Now for the winner of the second prize, um,
4: They're but... working
7: backwards. Shh, please.
8: Miss Irma Plotz of 3054 Quagmire Road. I'll repeat that. 3054 Quagmire Road.
4: Gosh, get on with it.
8: Wampland, Florida. To Miss Platts goes the nickel-plated roller skates. And now for the grand prize, the free trip to the World Series in Cincinnati and New York. Hold your hats, folks. Here's the name of the winner. Alrighty, folks. Don't miss this now.
0: Dagwood, it's fading again. Gosh.
8: Wait
4: till I fix it. You turned it off. Yes. I
8: know. I know. I'll repeat that. Mr. DiMaggio Dumpling. Mr. DiMaggio Dumpling wins the first prize. Hey. That's That's
4: Baby Dumpling. That's Baby. That's him. He won. What? It's a fake. That's the name he signed his slogan. I helped
8: him. Mr. Dumpling's slogan that won the World Series trip was as follows. My mommy says, from now on, we will never use anything else but sudsy foam toothpaste in our house.
0: Oh, Dagwood, I did say that. Only I meant. They might hear you. Turn it off, quick. There. Well, I'll go home and tell
7: Farquhar what's happened. He won't like it much. He's so sensitive.
0: Oh, won't you stay and congratulate baby? I mean, DiMaggio Dumpling?
4: He mustn't be wakened, Blondie. He's in training.
0: Oh, don't disturb the great mind
7: on my account. Thank heaven little Alvin is a perfectly normal child.
4: Hey, I wonder if they'll deliver the tickets tonight. When do we get the money? Say, phone and tell Mrs. McGillicuddy to go ahead and get that window fixed.
0: Maybe that's the man with the prize now. Oh, not this soon, Dagwood. Just think of baby winning. Aren't you proud? Sure,
4: sure. But see who it is.
0: Maybe it's Hazel Fuddle again. Oh, why, uh, good evening. Good evening. Is Mr. DiMaggio dumpling in? Why, yes, but. But he's asleep
4: now, in training, you know. I, uh, I'm his manager.
9: Well, I'm just a neighbor. It was, er, uh, my window he busted the other day.
4: We're prepared to pay for that, mister,
9: Uh, You can just call me Pop. Didn't come to collect for that window. Just
4: want to wish the young feller luck. He's just had some. Won a trip to the World Series. So I heard on the radio.
9: Well, that's fine.
0: Come in, uh, mister, er... Uh... Pop! Come on in, Pop, and sit down and rest.
9: Thanks. I don't care if I do. Ain't as spry as I was.
0: We're sorry about your window.
9: Oh, shucks. I never did like that dreaded window. I just sit under that thing to please Mamie. That's my daughter. She means well, but she don't know what it's like for an active feller like me to stay cooped up like that. She tell you I was at Hot Springs for a spell?
0: Yes, she mentioned that.
9: Well, I wasn't. I was down to Mike's place talking baseball with the boys. That's where I always go when she thinks I'm at Hot Springs. Don't let on, though.
4: I guess if you've lived right all these years.
9: Say, here's a little present I brung, DiMaggio Dumpling. Don't unwrap it till I'm gone. I kind of set store by this, and I might weaken on giving it to him.
4: Looks like a club.
9: It's a baseball bat. Straight grain ash, too.
4: Ash, eh? I favor hickory myself.
9: Some do. But you'll find that it was a pretty good bat in its day. Tell him to hold it up a mite from the handle. (sighs) Here, you better take it.
4: Well, thanks. I guess he'll get an idea on holding the bat when he sees the World Series. Ever see one, Pop? Yep.
9: Seen a good many. Four of them real close up.
4: We're going to sit right behind the home plate so we can see.
9: Behind the plate, eh? Er, There ain't a place on the field I'd rather be than by third base. Well, good night, folks.
0: Good night, and thanks. Thanks so much. It was awfully nice of you.
9: Tell the young feller I'll be watching to see how he does, long's I hold out. Well, good night.
4: Kind of a nice old feller. I didn't want to argue with him about where to sit at a ball game or what kind of bat is best, but.
0: Well, let's take a peek at the bat he gave Baby DiMaggio. I'll unwrap it. Oh, look! It's all covered with names. Yeah, somebody's
4: autographs. And here's a note. It's hard to read. His writing's kind of shaky.
0: Let me see to a young ball player from an old one. Dear friend Dumpling, I hope you like this bat. I always did. It helped win four pennants for our club. The boys give it to me for being a good hitter in my day and signed their names to it. You'll find friends are worth more than any batting average. So play the game hard, but clean.
4: Gosh, look at the names on this bat,
0: Honus Wagner, Christy Matheson? Rabbit Marnville? And there's a name at the top that's the same as on this note. Look! Say, do
4: you know who Pop was? Just the hardest hitter of all time. This was his bat.
0: So that was why he saw four World Series
4: up close. We'll see more than that, Blondie. We'll see everyone Baby Dumplin' plays in. We'll sit right near third base like Pop said. And Baby'll come up to the plate, kinda smiling, tip his cap to the crowd when it cheers him. Gosh, I can see him now, standing there. There's two men out, and bases are full. He stands there, cool as pie. Here's the wind-up. Baby just swings the old bat back over his shoulder like this, and waits. Here comes the pitch. The baby swings at it like this. Hey, what? Dave Wood! Both those vases smashed. Gosh, Baby just made a two-vase hit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And so we leave Blondie and Dagwood of Shady Lane Avenue. We invite you to listen again next week when we join the Bumsteads once more. Next week's episode is entitled, The Bumsteads Go Halloweening. Sounds like a hoot and a half to me. This week's episode, DiMaggio Dumpling, featured the voice talents of Tara Jones as Baby Dumpling, Pauline Suco as Mrs. McGillicuddy, Matt Emerson as Fuddle, Sarah Riki as Hazel Fuddle, Jim Ortega as the radio announcer, Greg Kutz as Pops, Blaine Landowski as Dagwood, and, of course, Lisa Steffel as Blondie. This week's episode was brought to you by the Watertown Players. Don't forget these fine upcoming productions. The Wizard of Oz Christmas at the Octagon House Museum and Elf the Musical Jr. being presented virtually in December. For further information, follow the Watertown Players on Facebook. This is your announcer Jim Steffel thanking you for supporting the Watertown Players and our weekly episodes of Blondie. For more information on how you can help fund these fine old-fashioned productions, please text BLONDIE to 44321. That's BLONDIE, D-L-O-N-D-I-E, to 44321. Thank you, and good night!